It's Daily Thunder, booming out the truth of Jesus Christ live every weekday morning from the Ellerslie campus in Windsor, Colorado. To learn more, visit ellerslie.com. Eric, we're talking through these amazing Ellerslie moments and really just kind of how did Ellerslie get started? And in the last episode, we were talking about your vision and just how God had birthed this overwhelming desire for what is now Ellerslie. Could you talk through when you're starting an organization and you're starting to function in like, okay, how do we practically let God produce this vision? There's a lot of things that are needed. Uh, One of those is as a team. In other words, you can't just do this on your own. Could you talk a little bit about just what does it look like for God to bring about a team that is in conjunction with that vision and really is willing to come under and support that which God is doing? I've oftentimes said that uh, the real strength uh, of Ellerslie, if I was someone from the outside and I was going to try and take something from Ellerslie, I'd want to take our team. (laughs) Of course, I don't want to plant any ideas out there, but it is truly a remarkable thing that God has built. But that is also a result of prayer, very specific prayer. When Leslie and I were traveling the world, we had a whole season, and I don't even know how many people are familiar with what my life and Leslie's life was like before Ellerslie, but we were best-selling authors and we were on in-demand speakers all over the world. So we would speak to very large audiences very consistently. And it was just what we did. And then we'd come home, we'd write a book and publish it. And that was our life. But we had this burden the whole time, as I shared in the previous episode, for discipleship. But it just never seemed like the right time, like God had not released the arrow yet. And so one of the things when we sensed that God was beginning to transition us or beginning to press this into a a more formal thing is like, God, we need we need a team. We need workers around us that share a common vision. We had a short list. I don't know if I can get it exact, uh, but we wanted. We prayed for every day. Leslie and I had a daily prayer that God would bring a community of saints around us that were marked by certain attributes. And I would highly encourage everyone to pray this prayer. But they were men and women that feared God, that trembled before his word, and were humble, and were men and women of honor. That was our list. And it's interesting because if you look at those that have surrounded us, that's a pretty good description uh, with what came. And some people, when I, when I used to say that list, it's sort of like they would laugh back. It's like, where do you expect God to drum that up? <laughs> <laughs> and yet God knows his people and he gathers them strategically for the purposes of providence, for the purposes of accomplishing what he designs in this world. So by the way, the people in that kind of a list are usually the hidden people. Yep. In other words, you look at Christian history, it's what we often call the man under the stage. It's those kind of people that are not, we've had a lot of people ask to be a part of this organization and we've usually said no mm-hmm. because they usually don't fall on this list. Mm-hmm. It's the people we don't even know about that we want God to bring about mm-hmm. uh, a, a stirring or an inter- introduction to us because that's usually where they're found is not because we even know yeah. it's because they're hidden. Yeah. Sorry, it's a diamond. Continue. In rough. Yeah, there you go. Yes. (laughs) And to discover that is very precious. And I'd say that's, it's been the collection of diamonds. That would be, it would have been a good title for this one, the collection of diamonds. Uh, But it's just on one uh, set of diamonds that we collected uh, through this. And to tell this story, I sort of need to go back because there's another concurrent theme that is taking place at the formation stage of Ellerslie. And that is the Ludi family. The Ludi family is going through some very unique things. We didn't have any kids for 10 years. And then 
we were pregnant with Hudson. And that was a huge shift in our life when Hudson's born. And after 10 years, you have some old patterns. You know, we're traveling the world and suddenly it's just like, how do you do this with a little infant? But so precious. I mean, the change in our life when we went from just traveling, speaking and doing all that work, which we had so much freedom to do because we didn't have kids. Now suddenly it's this season and we're going to end up with six kids in six years. And it's because we have four adopted kids. And uh, wow, uh, that was that's a whole uh, different dimension. Now, I'm not going to go into that, but I'm going to go into one side of it, and that is God's burden for the orphan and for the weak and for the vulnerable child. And this is something that was awakened to us after uh, Hudson was born. We had a miscarriage, and it was a very interesting thing for us to work through. And you know, there's a loss, there's a trauma in that, and there's also a looking heavenward to say, God, why? And in that, we felt like God did something marvelous in our life through that. He purified us at a whole nother level. I mean, some of our messages on like fortification and on laying down idols and just cleansing out the temple uh, all took place in that time where God was doing a deep work of sanctification, of repentance, and a fresh reviving in our souls. But he also gave us a burden, that a burden for those that are unborn. And that we started to see the value of one life. And when a life is taken from you, you have a tendency, you have an option to harden to that as a protective measure or to cherish that life. And I felt like God gave us a grace to cherish that life. And what that transcended into is a ministry burden. I mean, we have an international stage and we felt like, God, do you want us to advocate for something? Do you want us to to fight for something specific that's on your heart. And so we spent a whole season of our life fasting and praying that God would give us clarity on what that is. And after that season was over, we felt like it was the orphan. And so we thought our mindset was that we were going to travel the world and advocate for uh, the vulnerable children. And I'm not saying that that wasn't part of what God was doing. It's that God wanted to bring the vulnerable children into our home. That wasn't even on our think sheet. It wasn't even there. I mean, it wasn't even a possibility. And it's weird that I'd never even thought about that. And so that started with a little one named Harper. And uh, she's Harper's from Korea. And anyone that knows Harper knows how special she is. And that started something in our life that softened us, that strengthened us, that blessed us, that turned us outward and it led to a second adoption, which is a story in and of itself. I'm not going to go into the story, but what that led to. Because when you bring in a vulnerable child into your world, your natural thought, and you'd be right, is that it's going to create a bit of weakness for you because now you're going to be using your strength to support this little life. And that's part of God's design for us to greet vulnerability and inconvenience with the attitude of Christ, which is absolutely Absolutely. And then God gives you grace. When we agreed to adopt Kipling, who is our third child, it, you know, we brought in a, a, a challenge, a little rascal into our home at one side, but a precious one. And But what happened is there was this, this girl, it was a... Uh, it was a unexpected pregnancy, and you could say an unwanted pregnancy, but that might not be the right way of saying it. It's just a pregnancy that wasn't necessarily at the right time. And so just a young girl, and she was staying with uh, a, a couple named Dan and Sandy McConaughey. And so we were in com- communications with this girl, and I had made the statements like, yes, you know, we would gladly step in and, and take this child. 
And then this couple was rather protective, Dan and Sandy. They're like, who in the world is this, you know, character named Eric Ludi that is thinking of, you know, taking your child? And so they invited us over. And that was the beginning of something humorous, beautiful, and wonderful. And that was us meeting the McConaughey's. And who would have ever guessed that it would come through the channel of us being willing to take in inconvenience? Because that's what having a child is. If you could say it that way, yes, it's beautiful, but it's hard. It's hard to take in a child. It's expensive to take in a child. And it's amazing. And it leads to, there's that statement that says, children are strength in the hand of a warrior. And it doesn't make any sense when you first think about this. Like, how is a child strength in the hand of a warrior? It's because it opens up channels of grace in your life that you would otherwise not receive. Dan and Sandy came into our life and they started, you know, with the, you know, the squinty eye, the jaundiced eye towards us, like, who are these guys? And the next thing you know, we're becoming close friends and fast. And I remember Sandy started working for me and answering all my emails. And then she ended up taking on more hats and I keep sticking hats on her. I think she ended up running Ellerslie but before it was done. <laughs> but, uh, and you know how precious the McConaughey's are. And that's not just Dan and Sandy, it's their daughter, Grace, that have all been a part of our team for 14 years, 15 years. Mm. I mean, it's, it's a long time. And uh, that's a result of the burden to help orphans. Isn't that, it's just so amazing to me to see how God strategically brought in one of our greatest strength players because people used to come in from around the world. They would come to elders like, where did you find Dan and Sandy and Grace? And if you know Dan and Sandy and Grace, you would say the same thing. It's like, who are these people? Now, Dan and Sandy and Grace now live in Belize. They just transitioned as missionaries there. They still come back to teach. But all of which, which is their retirement. I mean, yeah, they, that's how they spend their retirement, yes, yeah, yeah, is to pour out the life of Jesus. And that's what they did here. This was the retirement years that they were here too. And their gray hair meant a lot to this environment. And it still does. And two of the most precious, I could say three of the most precious people I know uh, that God brought into our life that feared God, that trembled at his word, that were humble that uh, were marked by honor, truly. I mean, can you think of a better description of the McConaughey's? And God, in a sense, gave them as a gift to us and to everyone who has come through here. So true. Eric, one of the things that Dan has really helped us with over the years <clears throat> is almost a process of discipleship. In other words, he, he's always wanting us to take it further. And one mm -hmm. of the things that that we've been pondering afresh is an advanced training mm -hmm. to our program. So we, we have our main training that happens, whether it's a one week or a five week. Do you want to just quickly address this idea of an advance, just even as an yeah. outflow of the McConaughey's? Yeah. Because we've been freshly tinkering or pondering the idea of what would it look like to reinstitute that. Dan originally yeah. helped us set it up and we've had to pause it for a variety of reasons, but we've been pondering going back to it because we desire for those who've already gone through a foundation of discipleship to keep going deeper. Do you just want to briefly mention yeah. just that idea? Well, yeah, there, we all know, first of all, one week is, you could even call it discipleship sounds funny. It's more of a foundation for discipleship or a tool belt. And that's the same with five weeks. Five weeks is almost laugh out loud ridiculous. Are you saying you got discipled in five weeks? No, you received the foundation of discipleship and you received the tools and you were taught how to use them. And you, and you get on a clear trajectory yeah. for the rest of your life. Yeah. And it yeah. really can be the basis of discipleship. And it, it has proven to work very, very well. But there is a craving for our advanced training. And you know we've had even layers beyond advanced that we've had in the past. And it's been hard for you and I and the rest of our team to sometimes carry those advanced levels because 
we're so full in our operation. Just what what the basic training does and what it takes to run is enough. We could say we could look at each other and go, yeah, that's enough. But there's a burden that we have to take people to the next level. And that's what we are currently working on. And I think we're, I mean, I don't want to give any guarantees, but we're at the 90, high 90% likelihood that spring of 2024, so we're almost exactly a year from now, we'll be launching back into our advanced training. So which you have to have a basic training. You have to have gone through basic training to do that. So if that's even an inkling of a desire, just stay tuned to our website. And it's probably a good pitch to even mention the fact that we are not, this is the last training season that you'd have to be able to go through to get into the advanced training. So mm-hmm. if the advanced training is even interest, I mean, if that's like, oh, I, I will love to have a, a really deep, profound, advanced discipleship, well, then that would require you to go through our, our foundation stuff. Boy, that so was that a is, tricky marketing uh, <laughs> scheme. Well, it popped in my head. I was like, oh, that's so true. <laughs> it was the Holy Spirit. Uh, <clears throat> so that being said, if you're interested in, in even just the, the foundations of discipleship, which is has so radically changed people's lives over the years, well, we're coming up on that training season starting this this summer. So we'd love for you to consider. And all those details can be found at ellersley.com. Daily Thunder is a listener-supported production of Ellerslie Discipleship Training. At Ellerslie, we are laboring to rouse the Church of Jesus Christ out of its lethargy and build brave-hearted Christians for such a time as this. Daily Thunder episodes are released every day, Monday through Friday, from our campus in Windsor, Colorado. And our weekly sermon is delivered live at 9 a.m. on Sunday mornings with a delayed live stream available at noon Mountain Time. Go to ellersley.com forward slash daily to get all the details. Thanks for listening.